I really do have the post vacation blues so much so that this is the like fourth fucking time that I've tried to start this fucking podcast and I keep fucking it up every time. Let's just get into it. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 13. You can also find me on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy. You're looking for the Dennis M. Roy. That's in Kenosha. It's the only one in Kenosha. I think I'm actually the only Dennis M. Roy on Facebook. Oh, that fucking cesspool fucking site. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I don't think anybody actually likes using Facebook anymore. I don't even like using Twitter anymore. People are just absolute assholes. But uh, back from vacation. Can't find a couple of my fucking cords for for the podcast, which is always terrific. I know they're not at my buddy Paul's place up in Superior. They're sitting. They're just hiding in bags somewhere. Just hiding. I don't know anymore. I really don't. It's a new week. (laughs) Uh, Not much on the docket for today as far as, you know, we're not doing so, you know, specifically quarterback or running back ADPs. We will go through the ADP chart uh, a little bit because there was a couple of uh, changes. Uh, One that in particular I was really happy to see um because we just talked about it on friday's podcast uh the one with uh the part two uh with paul so but we're gonna go through that we're gonna go uh into the draft guide go through go over a couple of the obedience training rules which is part of the guide uh like our 10 commandments for how we draft for our seasonal leagues i actually had come up with an idea today that uh, I might actually put in a couple things for DFS. So we'll have that ready to go. Uh, it's, gonna, it's still going to be a couple more weeks. I'm hoping to have this out on my birthday, uh, which would be the 9th of August. So kind of mark that on your calendar as what when we're going to have it out. So <clears throat> the ADP charts will be uh, current through the 2nd of August, and then from there I will not only have, after that ADP chart is out, um, I will make you my personal chart uh, with the tiers and stuff and such on there, Um, and then that's when I actually start transferring the players into the draft guide uh, for their individual teams at their positions. So uh, still a lot of work left to do and get done. But uh, we'll have that. I'll have that done uh, before anybody has to worry about the drafts. Uh, looks like we're getting uh, inching closer <clears throat> to 
NFL definitely being back. Uh, they're real close. The NFL, the NFL owners, I have said that they uh, would agree with the players not to have any preseason games whatsoever, which was is kind of bad. Uh, just from the plain simple fact that you're not going to get a lot of work for those rookies, uh, UDFA's uh, guys on the roster bubble. So this is going to be kind of a let's see what the fuck happens here. It's going to be a real cold start to the season, which means that defenses are probably going to be high. But um, who knows? Uh, your veteran teams are probably still going to be able to come out pretty decently but any teams that you know are changing offenses um took on a lot of free agent type players at skill positions and such it could be quite a rough go but like i said we'll see what happens uh hopefully we're getting training camp next week it sounds like we're real real fucking close though um i think they're just trying to uh, tidy up a little bit with the COVID testing. I know the NFL had agreed, I believe it was, the first two weeks of training camp was going to be everyday COVID testing, which means, you know, you're getting that huge-ass cotton swab right up the fucking nose every day. It'd be a pain in the ass, man. But uh, I'd be happy to have the season back, get some normalcy going here. I know... Everything's a little bit different depending upon what state you're in. So I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody is keeping their sanity. I know I'm always on kind of the roster bubble on that one. But, uh, yeah, let's go take a look at our ADP charts here. Uh, one thing in particular that I noticed, uh, we'll go position by position here. Real quick, uh, Dak Prescott and Kyler Murray continue to do their flip-flop between the third and the fourth uh, uh, overall QBs. Uh, not surprising that that keeps flipping in there. Um, uh, there was another one that fly, that changed. I know Daniel Jones has been sneaking up overall uh, closer. Now he's like right behind Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, picks 107, 108, and 109. Um, everything else has been pretty, pretty stable. Um, I know Kirk Cousins flopped with Garner Minshew. It's not too big of a deal except for two quarterback leagues. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. There's not too much at quarterback, running back. Uh, there was one thing. Joe Mixon actually has slipped uh, from RB7 to RB8 uh, behind Miles Sanders, which is odd considering the fact if it was all due to a holdout, I don't know why Dalvin Cook is staying steady at RB5, but Joe Mixon is now slipping to RB8. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Cincinnati should end up. Doing something with Mixon, they got a ton of fucking cap space. Even after getting signing all their rookies and their free agents and stuff, so um, if you're going to tell me I'm going to get Mixon after Miles Sanders goes off the board, I'll take that every fucking time. Um, was another one with the running backs. Where was it? 
Uh, Jonathan Taylor and Leonard Fournette flopped, flip-flopped at RB17, RB18. Not surprising. Um, David Johnson slipped a little bit. David Montgomery has come up a spot. Nothing too major. Now, Devin Singletary, actually, let's see here. Yeah, he's gaining a little bit of separation from Mark Ingram. Singletary went up another spot. Mark Ingram uh, stay, actually dropped a couple spots from 26 to 28, which is odd. Um, and then, uh, was it Tariq Cohen that went up? Yeah, Tariq Cohen went up. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, here's what I wanted to talk about. So, it's one thing to speculate on running backs, right? And Lord knows I don't get paid to fucking tell you anything about this shit, but, you know, a lot of guys do. They get paid on the radio, and they come up, and they, they talk up these fucking players, right? And we talked about the whole Keyshawn Vaughn, Ronald Jones situation in Tampa Bay, and I said I was firmly supported uh, Ronald Jones and not Keyshawn Vaughn. Ronald Jones is the incumbent. Yeah, he's not the greatest running back in the world, but knows the offense. Um, and he gained a little bit of trust with the coaching staff. So it was weird when, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn started getting uh, pumped up a bit because I wasn't very high on him coming out of Vanderbilt. And, uh, but everybody's like, Keyshawn Vaughn's going to get it. You got to get him. You got to get him in best ball. You got to get. Keyshawn Vaughn, Ronald Jones won't hold the role. And then all of a sudden yesterday morning, as I was in the truck at work, listening to the radio, I hear, well, we need we, we need to cut back on Keyshawn Vaughn. You know, and, and then they start going through Keyshawn Vaughn and pretty much everything that I set, had said, that he wasn't really that special of a talent. He was more of a backup and and stuff like that. And I'm like, so now you're trying to explain everything the other way after you spent a couple of months pumping him up. And that's always fucking confused me on why people do this. They pump up a guy, pump up a guy, and then they're like, oh, we got to hold back, we got to hold back. And it's like, did you not fucking see the situation in the first goddamn place? Because I sure as fuck did. Paul and I talked about it. We even said when Keyshawn Vaughn was fucking drafted, it was, it's still, it's still Ronald Jones' game. Now we said, you know, maybe Raymond Calais might be something, but I, it's still we were like, it's a seventh round pick for Calais, so it's going to be hard for that one. You know, keeping it open and honest. I'm not going to pump up a fucking guy if I don't fucking believe in him. And that's the bullshit that pisses me off in that in this fucking industry. That no, I'm not a part of. People can say all they want. Oh, you're just a fucking fan. You're a fucking psycho, you know, fanatic about fantasy football. You just started that shit just to fuck around. All right, that's fine. 
I'm just doing this to fuck around. But I sure as hell didn't fuck around telling people, eh, Keyshawn Vaughn, we don't like him. I'd rather have Ronald Jones. I'd rather have the guy that's fucking there. So if I'm some fanatical fucking guy just doing his own thing, just fucking around, having people trust their fucking money that they're putting into DFS, into their fucking leagues, some people only use what I put out. Why? Because they fucking trust what I'm doing. They know I'm not going to bullshit them on a radio, on this fucking podcast, whatsoever. I'm just going to tell you straight up how I feel about it. Just because these people have a fucking radio show doesn't mean that they 100% know what the fuck they're doing. Sorry. Maybe they just didn't feel like fucking doing it 100% that day. I'm tired of this bullshit getting put out in their fucking media, their fucking websites, and all that. Pumping up shit. And then telling their own fucking customers, their own listeners, boy, wait a minute. But they never admit that they're fucking wrong. They just say, we need to settle down on this. No, you need to admit that you're really fucking wrong about it. You need to go on your national fucking radio show and say, listen, I fucked it up. I might have fucked up some of your best ball drafts that you did. At least fucking be upfront and apologize for it. Because that's bullshit. And you get away with it scot-fucking-free because you're somebody high in the fucking industry. It's bullshit. Sorry, swore a lot on that. It's kind of what some of the people have been waiting for. I got some more. We're going to start doing Friday fucking Friday or Thursday, whatever I'm going to do for that podcast. Probably on Thursdays I'm going to do it. I'm going to start ranting about shit. You know why? Because I can. I got a fucking microphone right in front of me. Nobody's going to stop us. Fuck them if they can't take a joke. Been hearing some shit about, you know, Chris Carson. Guys not liking Chris Carson. I I don't get it. It's like, shut up. Just shut up. I'm still I'm still kind of high on David Johnson. I understand if you didn't listen the last couple of years and you took him and he burned you. But where he's at at that 42nd pick, overall pick, kind of digging him. Now, we did have Sean McVay uh, start blowing some fucking smoke about his backfield in L.A. for the Rams that they might rotate uh, their four backs that they have. Um, And that certainly could be true to begin the year since Akers didn't get much of an offseason with the team itself. So Cam Akers is going to be kind of your long-term, you're kind of your long-term play. We'll take a look and see how practices go. Uh, uh, Darrell Henderson or Malcolm Brown's getting a bulk of carries uh, with Cam Akers. 
Goddamn cat. Shut up. Stinker. Go. Sorry. Um, it certainly is true that it, they could rotate until Acres absolutely gets involved with that system. But uh, I still like Cam Acres. I would only use him probably as an RB3 at the highest. I'd like to have him as an RB4. We do know that I like to be rather deep at running back, no matter what league it is. Um, so, yeah. We're going to kind of wait that one out. We're going to kind of see. I'm still going to probably have him right where he's at. Maybe a tad higher. Oh, I definitely like him over David Montgomery. Fuck that shit. So, um, all right, switching over to wide receivers. So we talked about the whole Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins thing. Now that thing kind of flipped, flipped itself again. So the way it was last week was, well, actually, let's, let's go back a couple weeks. So the 5th of July, we had in order, it was DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, and then Julio Jones at 3, 4, and 5. Then it flipped, and we saw Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill, and DeAndre Hopkins. And so we discussed that on the po- on the podcast. It's kind of weird, um, especially right there at the top. Um, now it has it has flipped again uh, with Tyreek Hill at three, DeAndre Hopkins at four, and Julio Jones at five. And we talked about Tyreek Hill. It's kind of a boomer bust. Very good, very good player. Even though he beats his kid, um, but really high upside. He's perfect for best balls, of course. Now, whether or not Tyreek Hill is actually the wide receiver three, or if maybe DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones should be above him, uh, remains to be seen. Uh, it's kind of pick your poison type deal. DeAndre Hopkins still should be pretty steady. We have some concerns with him going into an offense that's got a lot of more targets. Where, yeah, he's going to demand he's going to demand some targets, but not nearly as much as what he did in Houston. Julio Jones is Julio Jones. Um, it's whether or not you can survive with not having you know that top tier amount of touchdowns. Right, gets the yards, gets the catches. Um, he's always up within the top ten. He's a safe commodity, but doesn't score touchdowns. He's not se- He's not real sexy. That's what it is. Um, he's fine up there. I have no issues. Uh, now, the one thing that, I, that we were talking about was Cooper Cup. Last week, he was at wide receiver 11, 35th overall. He has slipped wide receiver 15 but he's only dropped three spots overall now that is four spot is four wide receivers in front of or three wide receivers i'm sorry in front of robert woods so now we're seeing that kind of come come down and come together right where cooper cup and robert woods are going to be pretty much neck and neck i would expect robert woods maybe quite possibly to jump A.J. Brown, it's going to be tough. Or you see Cooper Cup come down and Calvin Ridley and A.J. Brown jump over Cooper Cup, right? That's probably the more likely scenario. Um, D.K. Metcalf, we like 
definitely now that Antonio Brown has uh, retired, uh, I will not take Antonio Brown out of the chart until uh, the very end because I want to see where his ADP is going to end up. There has been talk about Debo Samuel. Yes, he will miss uh, part of the season. There's just no way. Don't even know if he's going to make the halfway point of the season, right? So he has dropped from wide receiver 36 to wide receiver 38. Keeps dropping. Little by little. Not as big of a drop as it was a month ago when the injury happened, but he's still dropping. Overall, he was pick 82. Now he's overall pick 91, uh, right in front of Christian Kirk and Darius Slayton. Now, he should continue to drop. I don't even like him at the, at pick 91. If you want to take a shot, we'll again, we're going to find out more information the closer we get to our drafts. Now, if you wanted to say he was there in the 12th, 13th round, uh, I would be much happier taking Debo Samuel than even at 91, which is what round eight. That's still way. That's still way too high. I, I understand he has a lot of upside, but that foot injury that he has is going to be very, very hard to come back from. And you know, having to push off, having to cut on that foot, it's gonna, it's gonna be hard. So. Debo Samuel, to me, is no better than a 12th round upside type pick. And you're using it only if you're willing to wait until more towards the end of the season to see if it pays off. This would kind of be the Kareem Hunt uh, eight-week suspension. Are you willing to hold on to him for nine weeks, right, until he's actually ready to play? Paid off a little bit last year. Um, in that regard for Kareem Hunt, but we're talking suspension versus an actual injury. So be very careful. Be very, very careful. Tight ends. Anything really happening in here? Uh, nope. 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 Very stable at the top. Uh, Rob Gronkowski finally jumped over Mike Kaziki. I was kind of waiting to see when the hell that was going to happen. It's been hovering below him for so long. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson actually went up. Um, uh, Dallas Goddard fell a spot. I don't understand that. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, Johnny Smith is the same at tight end 17, which is great. Blake Jarwin, tight end 19. It was actually great to see that... Uh, People are starting to come around on the whole Blake Jarwin thing and that he is going to be useless. Um, DFS flyer at best, at best, and that's only if you're touchdown uh, hunting. So not real big on there. Uh, switch the defense special teams to top three, have flipped again. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see, a couple weeks ago it was Baltimore, San Francisco, Pittsburgh. It went to San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and now it's back to Baltimore, San Francisco, Pittsburgh. It's going to keep flip-flopping in there. There was a team that actually jumped up. It was Kansas City Chiefs actually jumped up three spots from number nine to number six. 
and the New Orleans Saints dropped from number six to number nine. Um, very odd to me, and I think it's very disrespectful to the New Orleans Saints uh, defense there. Uh, we do like them a lot. They are very sturdy, very stable. Love them, love them, love them. Uh, Denver has actually moved actually moved back up to number 15. It's good to see them kind of coming back into the top half. Uh, Dallas went up. Seahawks went down, which is good. Uh, somebody jumped all the way down at the bottom, too. Oh, yeah, the Raiders went from the 32nd to 30. So nothing real big in there. So, yeah, that's pretty much it as far as looking at ADP. And we'll get into some ADP stuff, you know, each and every week. Next on docket, we're going to talk, we're going to go through the obedience training rules. This is kind of like our Ten Commandments of uh, drafting our seasonal leagues. So uh, we'll go through the first two. Uh, we'll do two a day. So it'll take us through five podcasts. Um Get us up through uh, when the draft guys release. We'll go through the DFS stuff once we get a little bit closer to the season. Uh, but number one, number one rule, know your draft. Nothing worse than not knowing how the scoring is set up in your league, let alone how many players are in each position uh, that you will need to fill a starting roster. Understanding the rules and requirements for your league so you're not stuck with your dick in your hands right out of the gate. Straightforward, right? You want to know if it's standard or how it is. No PPR. We're going to start calling it no PPR, not standard, all right? Because uh, standard is more half and full point. Uh, so we got no point, half point, full point PPR. Very important. Some of the leagues have uh, raised scoring for certain positions like tight end, right? Um Is it a four point per touchdown thrown touchdown for the quarterback? Six point touchdown for quarterback? You know, stuff like that. It's not hard. You just got to study it, right? If you're in a Yahoo League, you can always look up your rules. The thing that is going that I actually uh, would recommend for any type for any person that's going to be a commissioner in their league is the COVID IL spot. Um, I have not, most of my leagues are on Yahoo. I haven't gotten in there yet and actually taken a look to see if that, if they've made that available. There's been talk that it's going to be available for all leagues, ESPN, CBS, uh, uh, fan tracks and whatnot. So, um, but in my opinion, you're going to need at least at the very bare minimum, you're going to have to have one COVID spot. I'm thinking for my league, I run a league for my work. I'm thinking of putting two in. Now, we'll have to see how the the services are handling it, if it's going to actually you know come up as a COVID designation or not. Um or if it's just going to be put as, you know, IL, IR, um, similar to what baseball does, you know, with the 10 and 60 day. But if they don't 
set it up to where it's a it's an actual COVID IR, right? IR, IL, right? Who knows how the fuck you're going to say it. But it's going to be, if they if they don't designate it as a COVID and they leave it as just like, say, an IR spot, it's going to be up to the commissioners to enforce that it's only COVID players going on that IR. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just have a guy that's going to go on, um, you know, to open the year on the pup list and ends up on short-term IR, right, for uh, a broken ankle, let's say. Well, you couldn't put him in. You could technically put him in the IR because there's an IR spot. But since you are making the declaration that those are for COVID-related players, it would be up to you to track that weekly. What kind of punishment? You know, I'm not saying you got to punish any team other than, say, uh, just taking the transaction that they make uh, as a replacement player off of it, right? You just have... All you'd have to do is really look at your team's transaction section of your front page of your league. It wouldn't be that hard. But that would be the responsibility for your commissioner. Now, it would be the responsibility of each player not to do it. But the governing force, which is the commissioner, has to oversee that. And you can do that daily. You just pick a time. You know, you say, okay, I'm going to check in on my league. There it is. Is he following it or not? He is. No problem. They aren't. We got an issue. You let that player know. You let the league know, hey, not playing fucking games here. Be a commissioner. Be a commissioner and run your fucking leagues. I hate it when commissioners call in middle of the season and they have issues. And it's like, did you? why didn't you take care of this shit at the beginning of the year? I can't stand that shit. Sometimes there's stuff that comes up that's kind of hard to handle, right? Okay, I get it. But league rule league rules are league rules. You have to go over them at the beginning of the year before your draft. Preferably if you're going to vote on new rules, you should actually be doing it um a couple weeks prior to your actual draft. So you're not doing it at the draft. So everybody but you have to make sure everybody's aware of it. It is what it is. I'm not gonna harp on it. Just make sure you know what is going on for your draft. Training rule number two, practice, practice, practice. Mock drafts and best ball drafts are fantastic for getting yourself ready for your real drafts. Take part in as many as possible, and I recommend doing best balls as there is at least a little money on the line, which causes everyone to take the draft seriously. Now, I know a lot of people have probably held off on best balls because we need to know what's going on for the season. Um... I would 
you know, I'm not really too worried. I haven't been, I, I'm not worried about it now. I haven't been worried about it, uh, for the most part overall that, you know, we are going to have a season. I've said this in the full-time DFS, uh, Slack chat that we're going to have a season. I believe it was going to start on time. Could it get pushed back a week? Maybe. Not too worried about it. But once we get confirmation that training camps are going to open, that's when I think you should be able to feel really comfortable doing the best ball drafts. If you're not comfortable putting money out like that, um, then most of them are five, ten dollars for those drafts. Um, then just stick with the mock drafts. See how everything's kind of flowing along. I know there's a point where everybody fucking, not everybody, but a lot of people just dick dick away from the draft, right? They just say fuck it and they're done. Um, I know Fantasy Alarm has the mock draft army. You have to be involved on Twitter so that you can actually get involved on that. And they do, uh, they do ask everybody to stay in a draft. If anybody, you know, leaves the draft, of course they can never uh, be a part of that again. But uh, mock drafts are fine, I think, especially for this year. Uh, if you don't want to do the best ball now, they, we did have a couple of nice best ball sites that are no longer available. Trying to see what's happening with FanDuel because FanDuel had bought one of the sites and then all of a sudden the best ball went away. So it's kind of bullshit. Um, but in case you are unaware of what best ball drafts are, you draft now. It's like usually like between 20, 25 rounds. So it's a little deeper. And you don't have to make any lineup changes. So you select, you know, higher upside type players, guys that can really go off, uh, fill your roster up, and let it go. Usually top two, top three teams in that basketball draft then, you know, win money just like uh, your regular draft. So they're fun. Um, People will jump a a lot more on – the ADP, they'll draft a lot earlier for guys that they believe are going to be high upside um, type players, guys that they really, really like, uh, especially like rookies and stuff like that. It's really high. Um, a lot of rookies uh, tend to stay away from in regular uh, regular seasonal leagues, but best balls, yeah, it's a little bit different. They're fun, though. Um, I don't really care much for some of the best ball sites that are out there right now just because they're just kind of a pain in the ass to get everything settled up or settled up uh set up and follow along during the season like there's not an app that's available for them which ugh, fucking just really throws me off so so yeah 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 that's a couple of the uh, training rules. We'll do a couple more on the Thursday podcast. And speaking of which, once we get up 
to once we get the draft guide out, I think I'm going to go ahead and start expanding out the uh, the podcast. The days that we had it last year, we had a Monday, a Monday, which was a review. Uh, Tuesday was our Fab Free Agent Day. Thursdays were covering the actual Thursday night game, and which that Thursday night podcast. If I'm able to get it out early enough, that Thursday podcast will go through the showdown slate for DFS on the Thursday night game. And then I think that's when we'll do our first look at the weekend slate. Friday will be our player list, our initial player list for that week and then Saturday morning will be the final the final player list for DFS. So the three the three on the back end of the week are gonna be all DFS related for the most part. Uh any type of news uh that's coming out we'll have that of course and that'll pertain to your seasonal. Um so mostly the Monday and the Tuesday ones are your seasonal ones, and then your Thursday, Friday, Saturday are going to be your DFS. Now the Monday, the first two are definitely only going to probably be you know half hour, forty five minutes type podcasts. Uh, that Thursday one might run longer because we're going to go through we're going to go through the schedule uh, for the first time. Friday definitely. Uh, ends up being about an hour and Saturday one ends up being an hour. So they're going to get a little bit shorter, but you're going to get spread out over the week. So definitely make sure to stay on top of it. Um, Make sure you're subscribed. If you haven't already, whatever format you're listening to it on, uh, like, please leave a review, rate it. Whatever we got, right? Trying to get the keep these things on the platforms. We did just get iHeartRadio. Uh, they finally bought into it, which is great. That took a uh, fucking a month to get them to do it. So happy to be over there. Um, God, there was something else too. Oh, yeah. Share the shit out of this thing, man. Like, you don't have to share it with your league mates. I get that. I get it. But if you can, get it out there. Let's fucking share this thing. Let's get it big. This is our fucking shit. I know we want to hold on to it. I know we want to hold on to it and keep it as close to us as humanly possible. But you got to remember, we want to take down some of these fucking industry type people right at some point in time we gotta get this thing up big gotta get it up big gotta look them in the fucking eye we have to be able to look them in the fucking eye and say you know what 
I'm listening to this dude on a free fucking podcast. Hands me free fucking work. And he's kicking your ass in analysis and in my pocketbook. Does anybody still have a pocketbook? In my bank account. Motherfucker, I just bought some Bitcoin because of this motherfucker. I'm having fun with that. But definitely, um, like, rate, review, share, subscribe, and possibly donate to the Venbo. Dennis-Roy-14. Again, I don't know why it's 14. But that's all I got for you guys today. Nice little short, tidy podcast. Impromptu-esque? I don't know. It just sounds kind of impromptu-ish. But I had it all planned out. Peace out. I'll talk to you guys on Thursday.